0: The thing is your brand voice is a brand fundamental. A lot of people, when they think about branding, they think about design or my logo or my color palette right alongside of that is your brand voice and it has so much power to create a precedent in your business that goes so far so it is absolutely at any level of your business worth it to invest in a brand voice that makes you stand out from the crowd that attracts the right people
1: You are listening to the Say Hola Well podcast, a show dedicated to help stigmatize the idea of wanting more money as a woman of color. More money, more options, not only for you and your family, but also for our community. I am your host, Lucy King, Latina wealth coach on a mission to help more mujeres become investors in launch an online business. Just like you, I used to believe that I could only earn money if I was mentally and physically hard. And after learning about stock market investing and online business, I can tell you that there is a new way for us to create a legacy while living our purpose and not having to work as hard for money. So if you are ready to dive into understanding your money mindset, entrepreneurship, and stock market investing, you are in the right place. Welcome to the show. Hello, Marisa, Thank you so much for coming to the Say Hola Well podcast. How are you doing? I'm so
0: great. I'm so excited to be on here today. And I just want to say thank you for having me.
1: You are most welcome. So tell the audience who you are, what you do, and who you serve.
0: Yes, so my name is Marissa. I am a personality and conversion copywriter and I'm passionate about helping women entrepreneurs build and scale their businesses by helping them find their voice, tell their stories and share their passion and expertise with the world. And of course, I do that through the written word. Writing has always been a lifelong love of mine, so it
1: really lights me
0: up to be able to use my talents to help others shine in their business.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that, and we're going to dive into what got you to become a copywriter, and I have the privilege to work with you in the past, so I know you're very talented, but everyone that gets to come to the podcast, we always go back to, because this podcast is all about making sure that we share stories that are relatable in terms of like money story. How did you grow up? So could you tell us a little bit like what was your relationship with money growing up?
0: Yeah, so actually, I had a bit of a tumultuous relationship with money. So when I was younger, my parents divorced and that really set a precedence. My mom, who was a stay-at-home mother at the time, ended up having to make a huge change in her life and find a career for herself. And my dad also had to completely start over. He got injured on the job and basically had to figure out what was next for him, even though he had a fixed career for so long. And there was a bit of food insecurity, housing insecurity, but something that really sparked in me from having those kind of struggling relationships with money was that I valued how important it is to have like security and just have a really good foundation when it comes to savings and using your money in a way that is intentional and like you're trying to really put things in the right order before going around and spending it everywhere, which obviously is super fun to do. But I ended up becoming entrepreneurial when I was younger. So I actually started selling candy when I was in school I was always finding ways to start my own savings and see it grow because to me that meant security. It meant at the end of the day, I get to eat, I get to pay my rent and really build a foundation for where I could actually build a life that brings me joy and has a strong amount of like security.
1: I love that. And as you're describing these, I'm like getting chills. Like I always get chills when people share their money story. Because using our money for security is actually one of the pillars that I coach my clients on. Like, it's okay for you to put that money into this bucket that is security. And security looks so different for everyone, right? Like for some people, it's having... The fully funded peace of mind for some people is having the fully funded peace of mind plus a home, like someone like me that didn't have a home growing up, like my home is my security too. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, when you decided to dive full force into entrepreneurship, what were some of the money limiting beliefs that maybe you had that you had to unlearn to be like comfortable just putting yourself out in the world of entrepreneurship?
0: Yeah, so actually, one of the things was that money wasn't safe and, or to spend. So I ended up taking getting all this money and shoving it in like a somewhere in the corner of my room before I had a big account. And I was afraid of spending the money and getting judged, which happened when I was in high school. And I wanted to buy my first camera. And I was like really interested in photography and writing and a lot of art at the time. And I kept hearing, no, oh, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, I wanna travel, I wanna go to better schools. And money started becoming something that was a roadblock. It's like, you can't invest in your education because we don't have money to, you can't invest in life experiences because we don't have money to. And then I took that in and was like, I guess I just can't spend money. I just have to save it and I'll be secure. And like, I have to forgo those things until I saved that money to buy a camera. And that was the first time it was really scary. It was the first time I was buying something for myself to invest in me. And as soon as I did, someone in my family actually made me feel ashamed. They said, that's not responsible. Why are you doing this? It's not okay. It sparked something in me that I then became ashamed that I did something that maybe wasn't okay for other people. Maybe I could save for college for that instead. And I had to spend some time really thinking about it, really look inside of myself and be like, this is something that I've been using every day. It's building my creativity. And my love for all the art that I was subversing myself in at the time. And now I was feeling ashamed about it. I, I started doing that too, where I was just like, I'm going to invest in myself, but I'm going to keep it a secret. And eventually I had to be like, that's not working for me. This isn't good. This is hurting me because I can't invest in my self growth or my happiness or like maybe some self care and some peace. So I had to really look inside myself and just own it. I ended up really Having to do that hard work. And now it feels so good to know that it's okay and safe to invest in my business and myself as a person. And I'm so glad I'm like, you can't judge me because in the end of the day, like this is my money and my choice to invest in myself. And it's always going to be worth it in the long run.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I love how you just told yourself, this is what I need, because we all experience the shame of you shouldn't do x, y and C, But at the end of the day nobody knows what you need better than you and so self care is actually something that i'm always encouraging my clients to do buy the shoes buy the massage go to the chiropractor like those are things that our body needs so we can show up in a way that feels like we're honoring our body and I love that you said that you just wanted a camera because it was going to just help you more with being creative and that is actually part of the flexibility bucket that I coach my clients on too like you have to move money around for the things that are going to serve you so thank you so much for sharing that now I want to come back to how you started as a copywriter and why are you so passionate about helping entrepreneurs book their dream clients through storytelling and copy
0: yeah so it actually all goes back to that entrepreneurial spirit I had I started getting a little bit more into the idea of having a business when I was in college I ended up being like a huge baker that was my comfort activity because I was like in a new city by myself for the first time and I was like how do I deal with this and I decided to put everything into baking. I started creating cookies that were just so delicious. And they were like jam packed with like really cool ingredients like s'mores cookies and peanut butter and jelly cookies. And I decided to go ahead and sell them. And I found that, whoa, wait a minute, this is hard. This is not just make a cookie and someone will buy it you have to really market it you have to create a website and you have to write copy and sales posts at the time there was no Instagram which is crazy so I was like on Facebook marketing my cookies and creating flyers and doing sampling and stuff and I was like this is so fun trying to learn how to create a menu bake something efficiently get it in good quality to the customer and actually getting customers, I was like, this is, this is, I love this. This is so (laughs) cool. And writing was like a huge part of it. Any business owner knows that as soon as you like start doing business, you're like, dang, I have to write all day. I have to know so much about my business and then articulate that clearly to get people excited and on board. And I realized that like, I'm a good writer, but not everybody feels confident and has that clarity to uh, articulate that. So I ended up after doing that, I ended up meeting my husband, who is also a business owner. So at the time, (laughs) of course, we weren't married, but he owned a martial arts academy, It's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And he was in his first year of business. And he needed everything that I had done in my business. And I was like, you know what, this already is something that I love. And also, I've always loved martial arts, too. So I was Like, I love martial arts. I love writing. I love business. Let me help you. So, I started creating his first website. I started marketing. I've done everything under the sun when it comes to marketing for his business. And I was like, the more and more it grew, and I saw this huge, like, really tight knit, amazing community come together around him. I was like, this is something that I need to do for myself. So, as I was building a career in writing, I was in, in San Francisco. I was writing for a lot of tech companies. And it was fun, but it wasn't really giving me that fulfillment that working with small business owners did and having my own business did. And of course I craved that freedom because I was on like a four hour a day commute, which is wild. So I didn't really have a lot of freedom. So I decided one day I was like, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to follow my heart, I just need to take that leap. I need to prepare as much as I can, which I didn't give myself a lot of time, but that's fine. I decided I'm going to give myself a date and I'm going to quit my job and I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. And I just had faith in my passion and my skill. So I just made the job.
1: I love that. I'm like, wow, like you already knew that entrepreneurship was for you. And I love that for you so much. Now, not everyone has the courage that you do, right? You also mentioned something about as a business owner, you're writing all day long. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs and even in online coaches, because that was me too. Like we have this belief of, oh, we're going to coach people. But then, yeah, you're right. Like we're writing all day long. And I personally didn't know that I had to write so much. And at the beginning, there was some type of resistance with writing. And now I'm like, I keep telling myself, like, I love writing. I love writing. So what would you say in terms of just getting over the mindset of people that are like, I'm not a good writer, or I personally had the belief that I was a lazy writer? And so what would you say to people that perhaps do want to write? They don't, maybe they're just getting started. They don't have the means to invest in a copywriter, but they just want to start. Where should they start with that?
0: Yeah, so really, it makes me feel a little bit like weird when people say that they're not good writers, because I feel like that's a really hard judgment on yourself, because you're probably a lot better than you think you are. I always feel like I'm reading people's writing on Instagram and their email and I'm like that's good maybe you're a better writer than you think but you have all these emotions inside maybe when you're in school you're graded and you like maybe didn't get an A or something and that like really affected your confidence in your ability to write I would suggest practicing without that judgment and really scaling back and simplifying so what I mean by that is I love having little writing activities in my day that like really pump me up and fulfill me because of course, my, it like makes me happy to write. I just take 10, 15 minutes, literally. It's the quickest little thing ever. I take out all of my distractions. I'll actually go into a public base and I'll put a timer on, put some nice music. I like chill hop. I'll look around the room and I'll find a scene. So maybe it's an item like, oh, I have my tea in front of me. Or someone's having a conversation next to me. Or someone just walked in and they have some interesting thing about them, like their clothes Wow, how they're like really uh, authentic to themselves. Or maybe there's like a a group of people. I'll take that and create a story around them. Who are they? Why are they here? Are they having some like intense conversation? Is there something crazy happening in their lives? And it doesn't have to be real. Of course, I'm just literally taking this real life thing and then creating a backstory around it. I'll just write what I see. I'll write the moment or I'll create a story around them and I'll just have fun with it. As you do that, what you're going to find Mind is that you're starting to use descriptive writing. You're looking at things in a different way. You're tapping into your creativity without feeling like it has to be right. It has to have this like powerful story or it has to connect to the right person. No, you're taking all that away and you're just getting used to writing words that are creative. They tell a story. They maybe have a message behind it, but you're not putting that pressure on it. And that right there is going to just release so much of it because most of the time when you're writing, especially if you have assignments in school before I'm talking about assignments, because that's most of people's experience with writing. But then you're now writing for It's like, I have to make this one piece of writing perform so much. I want them to, this literally has to make me money. So take all of that out and just get used to writing for fun. And then you're just going to get used to it. And then the next step, writing for your business is going to feel much more like, comfortable and easy.
1: Last, you were describing that like I pictured myself being in a coffee shop just doing exactly what you were doing. So I was like, wow, like very descriptive, very easy. And you made it sound also very fun, which I love. Now, how do you attract your dream clients through copywriting?
0: Honestly, it started out with just getting to know the people that I wanted to attract. It really stems from having an intimate relationship, a conversation and a deeper understanding. Because before everything, you have to sit down and think about what's the purpose of everything that I'm writing, which by the way, there are three core purposes. There's to entertain, to educate, and to inspire. So you're sitting down and you think, okay, I want to inspire action. There's a million different ways you can do it. So how do you pinpoint how you are going to pick that person out of the crowd and say, I know that you need this. I understand what you're going through and I can solve that problem. What you do is you talk to them. What are you dealing with right now? How can I serve you better? What do you like? What interests you? What catches your eye? As you start to learn and gather this information, all of the colors start to come in and form. You're now going, okay, today I want to write about this service. I want to speak to this person. And I know that they have this struggle. They want this transformation. And these are the things that interest And this is the language that they speak. I'm going to take that literally in a formulaic way and just put it in, just drop it in. And all of a sudden, it's like all the answers are right in front of you before you even put it down on paper. So when it comes to attracting your dream clients, it really does start with knowing them at a deeper level and speaking to that one person directly and showing them that you understand, you care, and you can help them.
1: Pisi Mujer, if you are ready to embrace wealth building as a first-gen professional through stock market investing or online business, I would love to support you with that through my private coaching. It is the most intimate way for us to work together. You will be fully supported with weekly calls, worksheets, and everything you need to create the money systems the mindset and, of course, the vision that you need to create a legacy. This is what past clients have said about working with me. One of my clients said, Best investment ever. You exceeded my expectations from the first call and until the end. Another client said, Before working with Lucy, I was paralyzed in making decisions about my finances. After working with Lucy, I have learned that money can be simple and fun. Another client that I helped with private business coaching said, Lucy is a badass Latina who helps you with limiting beliefs, money mindset, operating a business, and of course, learn about stock market investing. So if you are ready to work with a coach who understands what it's like to want more, I would like to invite you to apply to work with me using the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. At the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that I worked with you in the past. And I remember looking at your copy and then just being like literally drooling over your writing because it was just so much fun. And I could see the passion that you're sharing with us today on the podcast, your passion for writing. Like I could just see it. And I was like, wow, like I I want to work with this person because she just shines through her art. And I think as business owners, it's also important that we understand what is in our son of genius and what is not. Because as new entrepreneurs, sometimes we have this idea that we have to do it all. So obviously, working with people that are experts like you, that just makes things so easy. Now, I'm going to ask you about something that just came out and everyone is talking about it. <laughs> and that is that chat GPT. How do you feel about that?
0: Oh my god, I've given so much thought to this. So I'm so excited. Okay, so chat GPT is a powerful tool that isn't there yet okay before you can really use it to the best of its ability one just like any tool you have to really learn it but two and this is something that no one's really talking about you have to know your business up down side to side inside and out you have to already know how to articulate what you want how you want it clearly you need it written down so you're not like constantly retelling it because that would just be like a huge waste of time you already need a brand voice deep understanding of your dream client and a style guide that tells it what you want in every capacity and even then it's still going to be a struggle to get the copy you want because it's just it's not a creative tool it's a very technical tool and it still has limitations it can't even go on the internet yet I just I think they just created like a beta version of web browsing I was playing with it and and I found that a lot of the time that I was like, let me pretend like I'm going to write my own website again. It was like repeating. There's a lot of repetition and a lot of even the formatting of sentences have a lot of repetition. So it's still something that can really help you in those small things. It can help you with social media for instance, but it's not going to be the thing that's going to create this powerful, cohesive, conversion-focused copy that's really going to make you stand out because You still need that human element, you still need you, and you still need to create something that really resonates with the other person across who you're trying to attract. It doesn't have that functionality yet. I think it's fantastic in a lot of ways, and I think copywriters can use it as a really good tool because they know how to articulate it and they know what good copywriting is. Sometimes it's not easy to decide like what's good copywriting and what's just not really effective. Those nuances are not in there. So really, when it comes to your time, which is going to be like a lot of wasted and the powerful, the butt, like you're the most bang for your pup, that's going to be coming with a copywriter. It's not going to be replacing copywriters anytime soon.
1: Thank you for sharing that. And I ask you because I also try to just see how it worked because I was curious, right? Something new. But after I entered the subject and everything I wanted to write, I was looking at it and I was like, this sounds boring. Like I was reading the copy and I was like, wow, there's zero personality there. So thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. Now, you've mentioned brand voice for those people that are listening. What is that? What is brand voice?
0: So your brand voice basically makes up the personality of your copy. That's a pretty like simplistic view of it. But it's the tone, the cadence and the language that you use to communicate with your dream clients. So really, that comes down to to how do you speak their language? What are you even saying? And how does that matter to them? And it all starts with once again, like really getting down in the dirt and really understanding how to communicate with your dream client.
1: If someone is thinking about maybe scaling their business, they're just killing it. They're like, wow, I'm so like busy and fully booked. Should they invest in something such as a brand voice in order to work with a provider or how does that work?
0: Absolutely. The thing is your brand voice is a brand fundamental. A lot of people, when they think about branding, they think about design or my logo or my color palette. Right alongside of that is your brand voice. And it has so much power to create a precedent in your business that goes so far. So it is absolutely at any level of your business worth it to invest in a brand voice that makes you stand out from the crowd that attracts the right people and makes you a cult brand. It makes your life so much easier because you're not going to spend time throwing darts at the wall trying to figure out like what's going on and you're not going to start like attracting people that aren't in your budget or not the kind of people you want to work for or with and it's it's not going to make you go on different paths. You're going to be straight up going in one clear direction.
1: I love that. Thank you. But it's tell us about you have a co-working community online presence now which I love tell us about that and tell us why you decided to create it
0: uh, yes okay so thrive together co-working is every other Friday and it's just an opportunity for like-minded women entrepreneurs to come together and network build communities friendships and just chat and especially because in this day and age like entrepreneurship is it's a bit like Lonely sometimes. Sometimes you feel a lot of things that you can't really express to the people around you. They might not understand. You don't really have anyone to talk about what it's like to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you just want to connect in general. And this is an opportunity where we come together and support each other, build a network of this besties, as I like to call it. And then on top of that, we also have an hour of focused work that we do based on the Pomodoro method. So you're not only only having fun on Friday and chatting about like really cool stuff, but you're also getting some like really cool work done because you're just like so zoned in based on the Pomodoro I make.
1: Thank you. I love these. Now, I my next question to you is what is an investment that you made in yourself? Like at the beginning of the past podcast, you talk about the camera, but has there been any other investments that you made in yourself that really just catapulted you like towards a big dream of entrepreneurship?
0: That's a good one. I've been investing in myself for a little while now. And so it'd be hard to point one, I would say one of my favorite is that I invested in going to conferences and summits. They're so fun. And they really help me see like people face to face. We're so online all the time. And I'm like way in the corner of Northern California. So don't get to meet people very often who are like me. So getting the opportunity to be in the room and then learning from super cool panelists has been literally like life changing. It's my favorite thing in the world. And then just hiring other women like me. Those two things I would say. Hiring has literally been a game changer in my business. And going and actually being in the same room as other entrepreneurs like myself.
1: I love that. Now what is your definition of wealth?
0: Wealth to me comes from living a lifestyle that aligns with my past. Passions, the way I want to spend the day by day minute by minute and just having that like blanket of security so it really does come down to like how I was growing up like I want to have like I want to be able to buy anything that I want but still don't have to I don't have to be like super materialistic but I just want to know that if something comes up like I'm good I can travel when I want and go and do things that light me up I invest in like things that make me happy happy and new hobbies and everything. But really, I just want to be able to be in charge of my time and spend it in a way that fulfills and inspires me. So I think wealth comes from not being chained to a desk and not having to really like be afraid to live my life the way I want.
1: I love that so much. Where can people find you? And tell us about how can people work with you?
0: Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at my coffee crush. And if you wanted to work with me, with me. There are actually so many ways. So I'm going to just say book a call with me. It's free and it's fun. I like to make these like really by chat sessions <laughs> and you can then figure out together what works out for you. And I will ask you so many questions to get to the root of what you genuinely need to make a powerful transformation in your business. I love
1: that. And I do recommend working with her because I work with her and <laughs> I can really say that she's done wonders for me. And of course, we will continue to work together. So thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank
0: you as well. It was so much fun. And of course, I love everything you do. I'm such a fan as well. And it's always a pleasure when it comes to working with you.
1: Thank you. If you are looking for additional resources to help you start your wealth building journey or online business, make sure you check out our blog at sayholawealth blog. Until next time, stay safe, stay strong, and stay inspired. On the Say Hola Well podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general informational purposes only and it does not constitute legal, accounting, tax or other legal advice. Listeners should not act upon the content information without seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer or other professionals. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including, but not limited to any, liabilities for errors, inaccuracy, omission, misleading, or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.